Good evening, and welcome to a bittersweet championship edition of the JMU Sports Blog Podcast. I'm Todd. I'm joined, as always, by my buddy Rob. What's up, Rob? Hey, evening, everyone. Yep. As if, if anybody can't tell, my voice has not come back from Saturday. But uh, <laughs> you're hiding have, it well. Uh, yeah, sure. You'll uh, I'll have to bear with me this evening. I'll probably let Rob do a little more of the uh, adulting on this podcast. Um, so <laughs> I'm, I'm not handling this very emotionally all that well. So, but as always, we are brought to you by Pale Fire Brewing in Harrisonburg, Virginia. We can't thank those guys enough for their support throughout the season. And they're going to be sticking with us through the rest of the school year. So we're really excited. You can, as always, go by the um, tap room there in Harrisonburg, mention the podcast, and you get a free pint glass from Pale Fire. So a couple things uh, before we get started. Uh, we did, I did want to say I, I cannot highly uh, recommend Rob's piece on the blog uh, enough, his post-game piece from yesterday. It was one of the better pieces of writing we've had on the site in a long time. Low bar. <laughs> Low bar, though. <laughs> yes. Uh, no, Rob, it was, it was fantastic. And I, I think it speaks really well to the way everybody was feeling and all the things we love about JMU. So just, if you haven't read it, go back and, and uh, check out Rob's piece on the blog. Probably says a lot, things a lot better than we can tonight. Um, the last thing is I owe Rob an apology. Uh, he was not for, for very unfortunate reasons, not able to join me for our interview with Steve Buckantz uh, on oh. th- last Thursday evening. My loss was the um, Mount Vernon team two in the Alexandria 800 North Division game. <laughs> they got a little extra coaching for me on Thursday night. So. They did. Um, but again, we, we, that is something that we, I know a lot of people were busy and traveling this weekend. That was a real um, awesome opportunity for us. Buckins has been on our list for a long time of great uh, JMU folks we wanted to talk to. And, and I don't think you'll be too disappointed even to go back and listen to the piece now because it's really kind of a, a long look back through the long lens of JMU sports um, with an alum that we really respect. So if you get a chance, go and back. He's a, he's a real fan too. True, like, true we, fan. You know, we, we yeah. you know, Todd, uh, obviously <laughs> we were psyched I'm on the, on the podcast and that was terrific. Hopefully I'm on again. Mm-hmm. Um, but we've chatted with him at various alumni events and mm-hmm. He actually follows the team. I mean, he'll talk about tuning into Madison when he's on the road, and um, he's a real fan, like like the rest of us. He's a little busier. Yeah. You know, his schedule doesn't line up for, for watching dances. He's on the road right. you know, calling the Wizards. Yep. But he's not a guy who's just going to come in and be like, oh, yeah, go Duke dog. Like, <laughs> he actually knows what's going on and keeps up with um, both football and basketball. So that was, yeah. that was a real thrill for us. We're glad it was able to happen. Yeah, we can't thank him enough. So. If you get a chance, it's it's 28 minutes, and I think it's it's worth your time as much as most of the other things we put on here. So just so you know, tonight we are going to do our regular four downs from the championship game, kind of break down mostly the good um, from the game, and then we're going to kind of transition to maybe what we'll do is kind of four downs that are either just general about the season or maybe looking forward with concerns or things we're excited about next season. So we'll kind of do two sets tonight. Um, and, and that's kind of what we're going to do tonight. So hopefully you guys will be able to, uh, join us in, in, in our bittersweetness tonight. So Rob, you want to take first down? Yeah. Um, geez, where do I begin? Uh, I, I don't know. Is it fair just to start off with my first down is going to be a giant caveat that 
we are trying our best not to sound like sour grapes. Um, uh, So let's just get out of the way. Like one of the points I tried to make in in, on the vlog the other day was while many fans, um, I think us included really, you you know, you you gave us a truth serum. We we feel like Jamie let that one get away. Sure. Um, Sure. You know, it it was tough. There were a lot of mistakes, 26 game winning streak. They had a lot of things go right. A lot of things caught a lot of breaks. You realize how close it is. Um, It's very difficult not to view this game from the coulda, shoulda, would've sort of lens. Um, yeah. So you're going to hear a lot of that talk today. So before we do anything, I want to say, like, let's give credit to North Dakota State. Um, yes. You know, it's it's one of those things where I guarantee you if we won a game where they made a bunch of mistakes, we'd be talking about how JMU just, you know, dug down deep and did what it had to do with back against the wall. We wouldn't be saying, oh, they, ha- you know, they handed us the game. Um, no. So I, I don't want to give that impression and, you know, not making mistakes, you know, you can do as much to lose a game as you can to win it. So I don't want anybody to think that we're knocking North Dakota state. That is not the case at all. Nope. They limited mistakes and were able to escape with a win. Um, yeah. That, that is a legitimate way to win. They didn't just not lose. They won by limiting mistakes in a game that everybody knew was going to be close. I mean, people were saying, you know, first one to score two touchdowns will win. It was that sort of game. Yep. They had a game plan. It was the type of game plan that we've seen from Mike Houston all, yep. all year, where, you know, you just kind of score enough, let your defense do what it needs to do and, and play it out. They executed. Um, so I, I, you're going to hear me say stuff. I'm sure I'm going to slip up tonight where it's going that sound like I'm sour grapes or I'm not giving them credit. Yep. Let's just get that on the off the table. Like, no, I think that's perfect. Congrats. You know, good for them. But this is one of those games that as a <laughs> fan, it haunts me. I, I, I was, I'm not even upset as I am just kind of frustrated or in disbelief. You know, every game comes down to one or two plays because Jamie was 120 or had 126 in a row. Right. We tend to think of it maybe like, oh no, they're just winning. I'm sure there are games we can go back and look where Jamie kind of got by by the skin of their teeth. We don't view it that way when you're winning. When you're losing, this is the type of thing. I literally woke up in the middle of the night the other night, just normal, like not tossing and turning from this game. But I started thinking about the game, and I couldn't get back to sleep. Yep. And I didn't even play. I'm just some loser fan. <laughs> right. I mean, can, can you imagine like what these seniors are going through? Like, just yeah. every single game, one or two plays. But there were some glaringly obvious um, unfortunately, big mistakes that had they gone the other way, I think we'd be looking at maybe a two-time champion. This would be a much happier podcast. So yeah, um, yep. just what, whatever. I mean, congrats, congrats to North Dakota State. Great team, worthy champion, um, great fan base. Blah 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 blah. <laughs> Cut us some slack if it sounds like we're griping about what might have been. Yeah, um, no, exactly. And 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 um, get to, I'll get two things, two additional things off the table right now. We're not going to talk about the referees tonight. Um, no, that, Jamie, that, I mean, no, that I mean, wasn't it. There, there are things that you can nitpick about the refs for sure. And the Southland is once again, proven to be garbage, but, um, <laughs> but, uh, but this was about, you know, if JMU doesn't have the mistakes they had, the refs can't take that game away. So there's no reason to take that, you know, take that tack. Um, North Dakota state had a game plan and they executed it. I think being there in person, it sure looked like they had to be pretty close to perfect to win the game um, from their point of view, or, or at least mistake-free, as Rob said, and they were. Um, and then the last thing, you know, we're not going to talk tonight. I mean, I, I was fortunate enough to make the trip. 
North Dakota State's fans in person were, they lived up to the billing. Um, they were fantastic. I mean, good natured trash talk all around, but generally really fun to hang out with all weekend. Um, you know, the, the distance between, as we see in our society every day, the distance between the North Dakota State fans online and on Twitter and the North Dakota State fans in person uh, couldn't, you know, it, it's, it's a hemispheres away from each other. So, you know, credit to North Dakota State, the program, the kids, the fans, had a great time with all of them this weekend. But yeah, I, th I think you're right, Rob. There's, you know, we, we, we apologize in advance if there's a few things we're, we're a little bitter about. So, yeah. so, yeah. so now, should we reset? Start with the yeah, first, first time. Yeah. Was that kind of first no, that's down. good. That's, no, go ahead. Go ahead. All right. Um, I mean, let's just. Yeah, put him out there. Uh, let's just put it out there. I mean, it was, it was a game of mistakes. Um, it's unfortunate. I, this was a, a great team. This is a great team. It's a great program. I loved watching them. Um, God, God only knows these guys are better at football than I am at anything I do in my life. So I don't want to knock anybody, but like, like I alluded to the, the thing that I'll take with me is how close this was and, and sure. how it is a game of inches and all those other cliches, but, um, we don't need to single out any people. I no. know there are plays, but it's unfortunate when you have guys that make plays all year who, just, I mean, everybody's entitled to some mistakes, but there were some glaring ones. There, the drops were yeah. really, really tough. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's just, uh, six it drops and five turnovers. Yeah. Yeah. It's tough to, tough to get around really, that. Yeah. that. That's really, that's what it came down to. I mean, yep. it, it's nobody, if you watch that game, you know what we're talking about. Yep. It's obvious, but it will really strike me like this was just one that, that got away. And, um, but Rob, as the you mistakes, said, earlier, the, as you, Sorry to jump in, but as you said earlier, you know, the more I think about it, the more I feel for those kids, you know? I mean, Rob and I have talked about this. This is FCS football. It's not Alabama, Georgia tonight. It's not, you know, Philly, Minnesota in the, you know, in the NFL playoffs. And those kids, it wasn't a lack of effort, that's for sure, you know, and hasn't been a lack of effort from some of those kids over the last four or five years. And... It's just unfortunate, and I know that it must hurt them more than it can ever hurt any of us as fans. Oh, it's so, really heartbreaking. Like, it, yeah. it was really difficult for me to read some of these tweets and everything from yeah. teams, like, kind of, like, apologizing and stuff. And you're like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, right. you just kind of sacrificed and gave us as a fan base and as a school community, like, the thrill of a lifetime. Sure. Nobody's got anything to apologize. I mean, sure. I mean, Terrence Hall's gave yeah. me so many good memories over the past couple of years. Right. So many highlights. My heart breaks for that kid more than I'm like upset that he, he dropped the ball. And, and that's the God's honest truth. I mean, I, I one catch and I don't mean to single him out, but like that's heartbreaking. The thing that bothers yeah. me more is just thinking about a guy who dedicated so much and tried so hard and played so well and had so many big moments. And I'm sure he'll go on. He'll, he'll have a fine life and, and it's, oh, it's only a game. Yeah, but it's heartbreaking when you think about that. Sure, I mean, that's just got to eat at you as a player. Um, sure does. In your last game, you know, it's just it's just it's tough to watch. I think I mean Brian Shore has given us more memories in the last couple of years than any of us could have ever imagined two years ago. Yeah, and uh, you know, uh, you know, you throw an interception at the goal line when the, all the momentum was on JMU's side. Mm -hmm. What can you say? You know, I mean, I, we have nothing but but love for these kids. They have. 
been amazing representatives of JMU. And as Rob said, it may have gotten a little dusty in our Uber ride when we were reading each other the, uh, some of those tweets after the game <laughs> that yeah. night. So, yeah, I mean, we just have nothing but thanks for this group, for this coaching staff. Uh, JMU's announced that at least one assistant coach is leaving Brian Stein Springs going to Maryland, take the same position. Totally makes sense. Uh, they might lose one or two more. But same thing for the coaches, you know. We can't thank them enough for the last couple of years. And even a kid like Ethan Radke, right? I mean, three weeks ago or four weeks ago, he's the hero of all heroes and still should never buy a drink at JMU once he turns 21 again, <laughs> um, you know, and, and misses a kick this week. So what, what, can, you, what can you say? I mean, just, um, just a tough way to go. And I, yeah. and I don't know. Like maybe, maybe we're just fortunate. It's the people we follow or, or the people we kind of associate with on Twitter. But right. I'm so thrilled that I haven't seen any lunatic stuff directed at any of our players i'm sure it's out there unfortunately um but one of the good things about fcs is the stakes are a little bit different it's a little bit more about the school and the community it's not as you know ever present and, and all over the place and everything so you don't see some that crazy like, if anybody goes after any of these people um start sending them nasty tweets or saying just get a life yeah, just yeah. just thank them they, yep. they've done far more for us than we could ever do for them that's right um mistakes happen it just it really it was heartbreaking though to see a couple of these mistakes and just the accumulation of them and all it takes is three or four but they, they were yeah know, it, in a game that close um and to still have a tough. chance to, it was tough it, it tells you how good the it team came down is in. so yeah, they still 20 yards away 20 yeah. yards away so that's yeah. that tells you how good the team is yeah it's it's amazing so for my second down um i'm gonna have a happy one and uh rob talked about this the other day but can we talk again about Riley friggin' Stapleton? I mean, yeah. I, I, I mean, he was the, I, you know, North Dakota State fans may disagree. I don't think many of them will. He was the best player on the field by a country mile. Like, yeah. it, it wasn't even, I mean, there was no contest. Um, I, I know that Stick won the MVP. You know, he was kind of the winning quarterback for a, a you know, a, 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 not giving him a hard time, but a very game manager game. I mean, they, they hit one big play um, where, where Jamie. The best thing really Stick did was avoid huge negative plays. Sure. And that sounds like a knock. No. I mean, and like, I think when you say game manager, you mean it in a complimentary. I do. In a close game, he turned a couple of things where he could have taken 15 yard sacks and he turned them into no gain. Yeah. That was kind of, that, that was a big deal. Um, and I thought both Stick and Shore had huge runs for their team at various points. Yeah. You know, I mean, not necessarily long runs. But first yeah. down conversions and stuff, yeah, yep. no, no doubt about it. But um, I mean, Riley Stapleton was everything he's been through this playoffs, and the idea of thinking about a kid like that in the FCS for two more years. I, I don't know if anybody's been watching Cooper Cup, the receiver from Eastern Washington, who's kind of lit the NFL on fire for the LA Rams this year. But mm -hmm. you can't help but imagine that that might be possible for a kid like Stapleton um, when you've seen what he's done in these playoffs and it, and it gives us just so much hope for next year. Oh, I'll take it one further yep. for crazy over exuberant. <laughs> I started, I started worrying when he was making all his catches. I'm like, Oh man, he redshirted last year. So he can declare after next year. He'll be here for, for another three or four years. But like, he does get you starting to think those crazy thoughts. Like he's just, he's ridiculous. My, I think I said this a couple weeks ago on the podcast. 
my dad, after watching one of the playoffs games, was like, oh, man, is, is he going to play on Sundays next year? I was like, dad, he's a redshirt freshman. He's actually a redshirt sophomore. But we, we got oh, called out okay. Yeah, yeah. But still. Okay, yeah. But I mean, yeah. like, no, he, he's got to come. He, he's just starting to play. Like, he's just learning yes. the position at the college level. Um, he uses his body so well. And I know some of that is his size is more of an advantage at the FCS level. Yep. But he really is great at, like, kind of boxing out. Uh, there's a, Talk about the same sort of situation where your heart breaks for a kid. It wasn't really breaking in this sense. But North Dakota State, that, that poor guy could not cover him. I mean, no, it was getting to the point where it was, it was borderline. I think I was tweeting, like, hey, this yeah. might sound cruel, but we need to kind of ruin this kid's day. Yes. Um, he couldn't do anything. No. I mean, it got to the point where he was just tackling him with the ball in the air. Yeah, yeah. And he still was coming down with it. Yep. And I, I think it's incredible to me. I mean, Rob and I have been watching JMU football for, for a while. We met a lot of fans this weekend who watched for longer than us. Um, but you think about guys like Macy Brooks and Daniel Brown over the years. Yeah. He, Stapleton is where they are. He net right now is where they were as seniors. And, yeah. you know, I mean, in terms of that, using his body, understanding the game, it's incredible to think about what his athleticism with two more years of experience will be able to do. So he also wants the ball. You could tell when, when, you know, in the moments, like he does not shy away and you need that. Like everybody talks about, you know, in the NFL, the receiver being the diva position and yep. you need to be like, have that mm-hmm. kind of outsized mm-hmm. ego. You need to think like, I'm always open and I'm going to go get it and throw me the ball and I'll make it happen. Um, yep. He is just a joy to watch. And he, I mean, two big takeaways from the game. One, how close it was. And the other one is, if you're a CAA fan or a CAA coach or player, you got to be thinking, how the hell are we going to stop this guy over the next two years? Well, especially when you got Eldridge and Ezra Archie at the other two positions. Yeah. Slots next yeah. year. So, I mean, the potential there is incredible. I mean, we're. And Cheatham. Yeah, you're going to have Cheatham and Nick Carlton coming back, uh, who had yeah. a real promising start to the season at tight end before getting hurt. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think we're going to talk about uh, the O line a little later in the show. But it's really exciting to think whoever gets the quarterback job next year is going to have incredible weapons around them again. Um, Taylor Woods is the only running back that graduates. So Marcus Marshall, Trey Sharp, Percy, and potentially Cardin Johnson will all be back next year. So, yeah, it's going to be a good time to be an offensive player or offensive fan for the Dukes again. So, yes. Rob, you want to go on to third down? Well, I guess in addition to the loss, kind of looking and the, the, the might of the, the what if, or mm-hmm. then, I'm really going to miss watching this defense. Um, yeah. Yeah. It, we, we've talked about this all year, but it is really, really special. And to see two great defenses, North Dakota State's defensive line was every bit as good as advertised. Um, they play kind of a different style. Right. They're a little more assignment based and everything. JME, you've kind of got that awesome technique and scheme. But just pure athleticism. I mean, Jimmy coming around uh, the end, you know, shoot, kind of shoestring tackles or yep. um, Hereford's hit was like the type of thing back when it was in vogue to do crunch course and talk about the bone crushing hit. <laughs> that was the type of thing that just would have been shown on replay. Oh, it was unbelievable. Again. Yep. It was unbelievable. It was such a fun defense uh, to watch it. North Dakota State, people think of them, oh, they're just this big Midwestern team. They just slug it out. They had a really dynamic offense. Yep. This was not like three car, you know, three yards in a cloud of dust sort of thing. People might have that impression, but it's not. It was a dynamic offense that was putting up points in bunches, and uh, they couldn't do anything. I mean, nope. they, they had one play, and yep. God bless them, they made it. You know, they, yep. they got over the top, and there was a broken assignment and cover two situation. 
But this defense was just a joy to watch. I, I don't know how many times as a sports fan you really get to watch like an elite, elite unit. Um, this was an elite unit. Uh, this defense was just fantastic. Uh, I, I think they'll still be good next year, but it's going to be all new cast of characters. The defensive line, though, um, man, I'm going to miss those guys. Yeah. Part Nankra and Simeon Robinson. They were just really fun to watch. And it was interesting. Like, I was kind of I mean, like a lot of other fans. I was pretty nervous in the first half, caught a couple bad breaks. And when, when JMU came back out of the, out of the break and scored that touchdown, I thought, okay, the floodgates are going to open. Me too. They ain't going to score again. You know, like, no, and they didn't I, score again. It, 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 no, it looked to me like, okay, JMU has figured something out. Yep. And when I say floodgates are open, I mean, oh my gosh, we're going to win by seven or 10 points. That, that's like, what, no, that's it. We said the same thing in the stands. JMU can you know, win this by like, two scores. Yep. Yeah, because the defense was not giving an inch. Nope. Um, it, it just it was an amazing unit all year, and we talked about it and how everybody was still kind of. I think this might be one of those teams that fans, as fans, we might appreciate more a year or two down the road. Yeah, um, championship loss or not, it was just a weird thing. Like we all came into this season, maybe I'm projecting, but it seems like a lot of us came in the season expecting last year's fireworks offense and oh. Mm-hmm. And that never really came around, but the defense got better every damn week. Yeah, well, and and it was just it was it was it, we're, we were kind of spoiled with it because defense it's not as flashy. You're just like, oh wow, another three and out, three and out. It's not the type of highlight thing. <laughs> so what they did in the second half was unbelievable. Yep, and I think you know kind of the opposite. We talked about how much our heart breaks for some of the seniors on offense who have given us so much. And and quite a few of them had at least a play or two that I know they wish they had back, could have back over the weekend. Um, the exact opposite. I was so thrilled for Urquhart, Ankra, Herford, Hawkins, Jordan Brown, Raven Green. You know, those guys played outstanding. And I know for me personally, as a guy who's rooted for him and, and sort of been an apologist and a supporter of his for years and years, um, the game that Simeon Robinson had on Saturday was, you know, it was the culmination of a kid who has grown from a raw talent who didn't, maybe didn't, wasn't interested in football at times to an absolute beast on Saturday. And that was, yeah. has to be rewarding for those kids to, to, I mean, almost all of them made a highlight real play at some point in the game and, and that had to make them feel good. So yeah, huge thanks to the defense um, for giving us, an incredible run this year. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. So, yeah, for fourth down, um, I, I think it'd be unfair. I mean, I, I obviously the Harry O'Kelly play was as happy as I have been as a JMU fan. I mean, that, that matched, you know, had they won the game, that would that play would be reflected on. The fake punt would be in the Scotty, you know, Scotty oh, McGee, Bosco yeah. Williams – yeah, Cortez Thompson. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it'd, be, it'd, be, it'd be right up there. It would be in the yeah up there in the pantheon of of J, all time JMU plays. So that was a lot of fun. But um, you know, I, I guess my last frustration that I'll mention, um, and, and maybe this is a small nit to pick, but we've talked about the players having a tough day. You know, the the way the, that JMU managed the clock at the end of the first half was extremely frustrating, and that's certainly not on the players. Um, I get it. I got the decisions. Personally, I thought the decision to kick the field goal with six seconds left once it got to six seconds was probably the right decision. 
Should it have gotten to six seconds, though? That was the question for me, right? Could they have called timeout with 11 or 12 seconds instead of running another play? You know, yeah, there, there were, we can't take those timeouts with us. And, you know, that is something that has shown up, but JMU has always gotten away with it. Uh, it showed up a lot in the playoffs, but you know, you, you those timeouts, there, there was, there was a lot of Andy Reed in the, in the clock management there from the Dukes uh, coming down the stretch. And I'm, I'm sure that's something that will be reviewed in the off season. And there's going to be, you know, some, a few new coaches here and there, and I'm sure they'll talk as a group and, and get it sorted out next year. So, but I, you know, it's, it's not, not fair to talk about the players without talking about the coaches as well. Well, so, it's tough. Yeah. Like, you, you don't want to – You don't want to break the momentum. I, I, you got them on their heels, well, but – And it's also like I don't want to be that guy that just comes in like the Monday morning no, Monday morning. No, quarterback. I don't mean but to. I, I, but I was immediately like tweeting like, oh, that, that was weird. Like glad we got three, but – And then other fans were like, yeah, man, why don't you at least take a shot? You got Stapleton. Like you got to trust your senior QB to just count the two and then throw it in the back of the end zone. Yeah, I tough. see that, but but then you're saying with six seconds though, it's easy to say that, but like you see yesterday in the end of the Saints Panthers game, sure, you know where it, they go all out and all of a sudden that just like oh you trust your quarterback to throw it out. Well, Cam Newton knows how to throw it either. He just got swallowed up. So that I do understand, like you were saying, once you get to six seconds, okay, you want to take the points, and you know your could you been and you cut it to eleven? Yeah. yeah, and part of that also is I think. Houston, the coaches probably had the same thought that we did. Like, okay, we're starting to we're starting to figure this out. We're yep. going to get them. Our defense is good enough. Yep. We're going to need to score once or twice to win this. What's the difference? Like, I get the mentality. It's very, very hard not to second guess. Always as a fan, but particularly when it ends up being a four point game. Yeah, yeah. You know, it, I mean, it, you know, it's just it, it it's kind of set up for the ultimate 2020 hindsight Monday morning quarterback sort of situation. Yeah. yeah, I, I would have liked to have seen them take a shot there. Um, yeah, and I don't uh, know. It, I mean, it's there is a big difference between six seconds and eight seconds there. You know, huge difference. Huge difference, right? And and I think at the time in the stands, you know, there was a lot of debate, and I kind of thought I'd probably be conservative here too with six. You might not get another play. Yeah. And it, it's just a tough call. And and it like we said, none of these. I mean, any one of these mistakes, five turnovers, six drops you know, some clock management, any one of those, a missed field goal, any one of those goes the other way. And JMU's kick, trying to kick a field goal at the end of the game instead of needing yeah. to throw it in the end zone. And, you know, so it's not like this, you know, there's no reason to blame any one particular play or one particular player or one particular coach for, for any of this. JMU, the team knows that better than anybody. So, and again, we're not, <laughs> really not trying to take anything away from, from North Dakota State, who, who was no, ready. You talk about some of those turnovers. Like, yeah. you know, the one – you get what you – there's pros and cons of it, but, like, I'm okay. Look at last year, how many times Shore was able to extend plays yeah, to get yeah, the ball. Yeah. Like, that, that's what the makes fumble, them good. Yeah, so yeah. that one interception, it's mm-hmm. unfortunate. You throw across mm-hmm. your body. Like, right. It, it came from a situation where, like, he's trying to do something that has, that has worked out more times than it hasn't. Yeah. The other one, though. I mean, that was like the immaculate reception. Yes. That lineman made the play of his life. Like, it's yep. too bad the Peisman Trophy was already awarded. So, <laughs> right, right. You know, other team or not, that was an amazing play by sure anybody was. on the field. Yep. But by a 300-pound lineman yep. to scoop down and catch that, that, that thing was not an inch off the ground. Um, and I'm not saying that, like, oh, they should replay it. It wasn't a catch. No, it was a catch. Yep. But you, you give 
every lineman in the country are 100 chances to make that. They're not going to make it maybe once. I mean, that, that was just – and not a, I'm not saying that as a fluke, but that was the play of that guy's life yeah. um, when it mattered. That's – whatever. I mean, it's another inch, whatever, ball heads. Yeah. Oh, we're all, and we don't even think about that play. Nope. And Jamie goes on and scores, or yep. they don't. But uh, it just yep. – it was really frustrating. That, that one kind of – that and the Stapleton – Fumble, fumble that wasn't fumble. fumble. Yeah, yeah. Uh, th- those ones are the ones that I'm going to see. The other one, you know, like I said, was short, kind of thrown across his body. It's one of those plays. He'll want that back. We want back. Those plays happen in football games. Sure, but the Stapleton one and that kind of fluky fumble slash forward pass interception <laughs> yeah. thing. Right. It was just brutal. I mean, yeah. I, I keep re- I keep replaying that in my head. I actually have not that one. I did not have a good view of in the stands. And I, I don't don't know when I'll be able to go back and watch this game. Um, maybe next year if JMU were to play North Dakota State in the playoffs again um, for scouting purposes. I'm not sure I can stomach it right now. So No, I'm not watching that. Yeah. I mean, we've got a lot of friends who are, I don't know, different sort of fans than I am. <laughs> um, maybe they're better fans. Maybe I stink or I don't right. have the fortitude to do it. But like, I'm blown away that people are going back and rewatching that game. Like that's, yeah, that's nightmare tough. fuel for me. Right, I'm not right. doing that. No, no, no. <laughs> if nothing else, I'll just get sad all over again. And think, yeah, like, me oh, too. Man, like I'll keep hoping. If for I want to go different. back and watch highlights of Brian Shore, I'll go watch other games that, that'll make me smile. You know, I'm going to miss watching him play. I'm going to miss watching, you know, Raven yep. Green play and everything. But I don't want to watch him in that game. That's I mean, awful. That, look, they were coming into the end zone where I was sitting. You know, down in the corner where I was sitting at the end of the game. Um, yeah, I'll, up until the very last play, I thought JMU could win the game and, you know, was absolutely hopeful. And when the ball, you know, went up in the air, yeah, I don't, I don't ever want to watch that that again. So, yep. No, Um, that was, that was awful. Like I, I I thought JMU was going to win until that third down play. And then I was like, oh, and wasn't a false start. So yeah, there was some kind of holding or something. You knocked him back. Yeah, and I was so, like, uh, at that point, I was pacing in my living room the entire second half anyway. I was right. like cleaning and fidgeting. It was just <laughs> bad. But, but I didn't really lose <coughs> faith. And, geez, the special teams, we should talk about that. Oh. I mean, Jamie's special teams were amazing. Between the block field goal. Oh, D'Angelo Amos, a- Amos was a stud. was great. Yeah. So it's not, I mean, the field position Jamie had, like, Again, it was it was set up. So many things went right, mm-hmm. just for a couple bad breaks to go to go wrong. It was man, that that game. Yep. I don't know. I don't but know. Angel, I, just, Amos returning kicks is another guy that will be back next year. So that's pretty exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess with that, we will do we will move on and, and sort of redo this with four downs. They they may be football related. They may be unfootball related. Um, but sort of from the season about JMU, it's just kind of our little love letter to this season, this team, our university. This will kind of be our overtime tonight. So I don't know, Rob, if do you want to go with the first one here? Or, oh, geez. You, um, you, want, you want me to go I, first? I, yeah. yeah, you can go first. I don't even know where. I, I feel like I've been rambling even more than normal this week. Well, so Well, can, look, yeah. the first thing I want to say is, is just – everybody who's listened and paid attention to us this season, I just can't thank you guys enough. Um, I saw so many shirts this weekend, had fun talking to people, um, you know, just personally for us, this has meant the world to us. It's been a blast. 
and we're not going to stop doing it. Um, we'll be back. We're both going to try to uh, try to find the stomach to watch a few hoops games here. Uh, the women have started out great in conference play. Uh, and Matt Lewis. That's right. The week. Yep. Yeah, and there, there's sign, There's reasons for optimism. We just got to ignore the, the one loss record. Sure are. And, and we're about to get started with the spring sports. So, you know, softball and Megan Good, uh, lacrosse, be a bunch of things going on. Anybody who gets to see a game in any sport this spring at Elon or High Point down here, um, you know, give us a shout on Twitter and I'll probably meet you there. So I, I just uh, thank you, everybody, for supporting us. We hope some of you guys will support us in the off season uh, or, or the off football season. And we, we're not going anywhere. So just just a big thank you to everybody, first and foremost. So yeah. what about you, Rob? All right. Well, I guess that this – whatever. It was not like a difficult week. I have a very fine life. I don't have that problem. <laughs> I was having a very difficult time last week um, not being able to make the trip to Texas. Right. Um, it just it was it was tough for me. I was very conflicted. I did what was right, you know. Coaching my kid, it was fun. Although we lost that too, <laughs> six six two. Oh, it was a barn oh. burner. Oh. But, but James had an assist, so he was all right. Him. Yeah. Um, but it's very difficult, and I just um, I wasn't really enjoying the lead up to the game. I just I had nope. like FOMO, or I was just bitter, and I was just a nervous fan, and. Um, in a weird way, losing was somewhat cathartic because I felt kind of more part of the experience again. I just <laughs> felt very left out. I felt like I wasn't part of the fan. You know, I'd been planning all year to make this trip. And then, yeah. as I mentioned last week, my son was just like, no, you're not going down. I was like, oh, of course I'm not going. It was tough. <laughs> um, yep. But to see the way people reacted to the loss in a weird way kind of restored my faith in sports. Yeah, um, I agree. And, and and it made me feel kind of connected again. Like people were so like, oh man, that stinks. But you know what? This was a great team. And I loved watching Andrew Anker and I loved watching Brian Shore. And it was just, it was a really kind of positive reaction to a loss. Like people were upset with the result, but nobody regretted the, the process or the journey. And that's kind of what it's all about. Like it just, it was, you hate to have losses. Um mm-hmm. Goodness only knows what it's like to be like a freaking Towson fan or, you know, a, <sighs> one of these programs that just stinks. Or, you know, they're good fans there, too, that never get to experience the highs that we do. But it was really neat to see how Jamie reacted in the loss. Um, uh, what do we go, 29 State, and 1 or 29 and 2 yeah. in two years with a championship? Yeah, it, it's yeah. crazy. And, yeah. and I don't think there's any reason to think we're going to take a giant step back. Nope. Um, but it was cool. Like, And it was just – it's kind of insignificant. But we've had random North Dakota State fans drop by the blog or, or hit us yep. up on Twitter and just say, hey, you know what? You guys have a really great team. You're worthy adversary. It's a shame some team had to lose. But, you know, we're glad we won. Dumb stuff like that from strangers. It's cool. Like, yeah. it's neat to, to have that sort of experience. And, like, I'm so happy that you and everybody else I've talked to had such a positive experience uh, in person, North Dakota State fans. Yep. Um, there seemed to be a ton of them. and. They've got this down pat. I, I know people are like, "Oh my gosh, they ran through town." And well, they've they've been going down there six or seven years. I, <laughs> right. mean, I think a lot of JMU fans like you probably had the run of Frisco and knew what to expect this time. It comes. Right. It's like anything else. But um, I don't know. It stinks to lose, but it was just it was a cool experience as a sports fan just to see how people reacted and still how so many people 
we're able to find the silver lining in this and appreciate it for what it is. And it's just, it's a fun distraction from everyday life. Sure. Um, it stinks. Uh, this one's gonna, it still stings. It, it, sometimes I feel like it hurts more today than it did Saturday. Right. Um, but it's, it's a damn good time to be a JMU fan. Sure is. Yeah. Um, that, that kind of reminds me, I'm, I'm going to have to have two more here, Rob, but um, I, yeah. I do want to go one, one football related. I mean, my, my first big one is, is a football related excitement for next year. Um, the questions on this team will be who's the starting quarterback, um, Gage Maloney, Cole Johnson, or somebody we don't haven't talked about as much yet. Um, a lot of questions what on the it, Pat, Pat Danuzzi? Yeah, there's a transfer from Pitt, but I don't, Pitt, yeah. I don't, who knows what his story is. Um, and, and, you know, there's still more signings to go. So um, big question at quarterback, but they're going to have a ton of talent around them. Um, and there'll be questions on the D-line. But the rest of the uh, team is pretty stacked. And the two groups that I'm really, really excited about are the DBs, for sure. Rob and I said we thought they were all seniors. And when you actually stop and look, you know, they lose Raven Green and Jordan Brown at safety. But they bring back Rashad Robinson and Jimmy Moreland at the starting corners. Curtis Oliver is back. Charles Tutt will be back from injury. And D'Angelo Amos uh, has obviously played significant time on special teams, but is a, is a safety himself. So that is, I mean, the idea of Rashad Robinson and Jimmy Moreland, who, you know, other than the penalty, the two of them were fantastic uh, the other day. Well, you got to think like, I, I yeah. tutor on horn here, but I think you and I are probably the founding members of the Jimmy, Jimmy Moreland fan right. club. Yes. I mean, from, from like week one as a freshman. Week one. Black he's and better than we ever imagined. Like, yeah. I think in the beginning we were kind of joking because he just kind of had a knack for big plays and he had yeah. like one or two awesome plays. Where he's become a shutdown corner and he's good in the pass rush. He's good against the run now. I mean, he's a complete defensive football player. Right. Uh, it's He's he's – He's going to go down as like an all-timer if he continues to progress and continues to work hard. He, he's a joy to watch. He's fun. Oh, yeah. I love the emotion. I'll, I'll take those penalties. I'll take the aggressive thing because he's the ultimate corner in terms of like he seems to have no memory whatsoever. Yep. Um, you know, he just comes right back. But I, as much as I liked him from the moment he was he set foot on the field, I never thought he'd be this good. I right. thought he'd be a guy who'd make exciting plays. Um but he's a force, you know. He just—you can shut down one half of the field when he's got his game on. Yeah, and if you really want to get excited about JMU football, take stop for a second. And while we lose Aaron Stinney, think about the offensive line next year. Zaire Bethea, who played a lot late season, is a redshirt freshman. Started this game at left guard. Mac Patrick, the center, is a, will be a is a sophomore, so will be a junior. Um. Liam Fornadel, who did not start this game, but had an enormous hit on the Kerry O'Kelly fake punt. Oh, uh, my. Did he? I mean, did he cleated the guy. Is, is a true freshman. Jahi Jackson, who started this game at right tackle, is a redshirt sophomore, will be a redshirt junior. And JMU will get back a likely redshirt sophomore in Tyree Chavis, who wasn't able to play this year, but started the semifinal and the championship last year. So that's five guys for sure on the offensive line. And that's before we talk about the returning Nick Carlton at tight end and Clayton Cheatham at tight end, plus whoever they have added in um, this year. So, you know, Raymond Gillespie was the t- on the two deep at right tackle this game as a redshirt freshman. So it- it's incredible 
to think what the, the, the talent on the O line that comes back next year and, and it's another year to noting, grow up. Like, yeah, yeah, and and it's worth noting like Steinspring did a pretty great job. Yeah, um, or he, he's. I think a lot of people are worried about missing him in the recruiting mm-hmm. aspect, and that's legitimate. You know, he he had great relationships uh, throughout Virginia, particularly in the Hampton Roads, you know, seven five seven area from San Virginia Tech, and he did a great job at JMU, but he did a really good job stepping into that role as the offensive line coach and having essentially four guys who weren't supposed to play this year play a major role. Yeah. The idea that JMU went all the way to the national championship, um, you know, with kind of a patchwork line that was learning as they go, that's pretty, pretty amazing. Um, Maybe we got lucky or no, we we got some good talent. Um, yep. But next year, that it's going to go from – this year was kind of a question mark, and there were times in the year where the offensive line was not playing up to the standards that we've come to expect for JMU, but they really hit their stride in the playoffs. It's going to be a strength of the team next year. Oh, it's um, good. Absolutely. It, I mean, the only two guys of the ten guys listed on the two deep in the championship game, plus Tyree Chavis, it was only Nick Edwards and Aaron Stinney that aren't back next year. So, I mean – that's incredible, right? I mean, that's nine yeah. guys. Nine guys were on, essentially on the two deep, or would have been starters with Chavis, who in this game that will be back next year, and none of them will be seniors next year. So think about what that means for not just next year, but the year after. Um, yeah, I mean, if, if you're a quarterback looking in to win this job, you, you've got to feel pretty good about being protected and being able to hand the ball off to a couple studs and having Riley Stapleton for two more years. And David Eldridge, who's super yep. – we didn't see a lot from Saturday, but talk about shorthanded, and I think he's going to have a big year next year. Yeah. The so. other thing that's good is uh, it's exciting now, and you don't want to look back and, like, knock former regimes, but quarterback competitions now, it seems more like <laughs> the iron sharpens iron variety rather than the, oh, my gosh, <laughs> Mickey can't make a decision variety. Yeah. Um, you know, if you look – Todd and I are obviously recording this podcast on Monday nights. So we're missing the game. We took a step away from it, but, like – the thing that's made Alabama and Georgia so good is they continue to recruit four and five star guys to come in and compete. So everybody's always working hard every year to keep that job. Um, yep. We saw, I'd love to get the inside story. I mean, I'd love to talk to Brian Shore, Houston and figure out like, I think bringing in Connor Mitch is probably the thing that, that put Brian Shore over the top, yep. you know, those competitors and, and you raise your game and, I like the idea of Cole Johnson and Gage Maloney battling it out. I, I want to see them raise each other's game. I want to see him like you don't want to see somebody anointed as the starter and kind of right. post into the season. Yep. I think this actually builds up pretty well. Like these guys, all reports are that they're more than capable. There's a lot of talent. Um, right. I, I, I'm excited that we don't know who the quarterback is, and I know that's maybe that sounds like I'm you know kind of viewing the world through you know purple glasses, but I, I think it's gonna be. It's better doing this than just thinking like, oh, it's Cole Johnson's job. Go ahead. It's your offense. Yep. This is cool. There's a lot of competition. We're going to see better quarterback play next next fall than we would if we didn't have any competition. I think so, too. I mean, there's a, there's a, been a lot of uh, whispers that people really think Gage Maloney has a shot at this job, too. Yeah. So we're going to see those guys go at it. and It's going to be awesome um, for sure, if if not other players on that in that depth chart. So yeah. we'll see. Um, Rob, I have one more I want to end on, but do you have anything else? No, I mean, I've, I've no. rambled enough. <laughs> no, me too. Um, I do want to give a bunch of shout outs to people I met this weekend. And I wanted to say one last thing that I was 
reminded of. Um, people that Rob and I have become friends with or, or individually friends with over the years, you know who you are. We love you all. It's a pleasure to spend so much time with you and get to reconnect with so many of you. Um, saw somebody on the plane ride home, haven't seen in 15 or 20 years, and it's, it's a good reminder of how, um, how lucky we all are to go to a place like JMU. Um, but I got to get to meet James Hickey, who kind of works in the press box this week. We had a great time on Thursday night. Um, there's a group, Wilson, Andrea, there's a bunch of 93, 94 alums I met on Friday night who uh, had a bet amongst themselves about what my JMUSB t-shirt meant. <laughs> um, and I'm proud to say that the women in the group won the bet. So yes. yeah, that was awesome. Um, Eric, Karen, Marcus, LaDonna, all of you guys, it was great to meet you. Uh, Bob and Connie Hofacker, it's been great all season getting to talk with you guys. Chip and Sandy Jackson, who I uh, met on the plane ride home, are fantastic. And Sandy has an incredible idea. Um, after talking about my favorite part of the weekend, she has an incredible idea for next year that we'll probably be talking a little bit more about at Giving Day and maybe before the season starts this summer. And finally, I just want to say thank you to Brian and Carol and the Dallas Dukes who organized Friday mornings. Uh, I'm going to get upset about this one. Um, JMU volunteer event. Where that was cool. I saw the video. I recognize. I saw like you were in the video. Yeah, I Chris think Ward. Sarah, Chris Ward. I saw yeah. Steve Brown. Like, yeah. it was neat to see so many people. Like, what? Can you talk about that? Like, what exactly did you guys do? Was it a so, food pantry? Yeah. Or? So the Dallas Dukes, um, Brian and Carol, kind of in the leadership, set up a chance for us to volunteer at the Frisco Food Pantry on Friday morning, and they have both a food pantry and then next door they actually have a resale store. So it's kind of like a Goodwill or Salvation Army type place where they take mm -hmm. donations and then resell things, except it's really nice furniture because it's Dallas and there's <laughs> builders dumping off amazing stuff. Um, and a bunch of us volunteered there on Friday morning. And as it turned out, the, the woman that runs the place, who was awesome, um, they, they had like four people call in sick on that, that day or, or couldn't make it in of their volunteers. And so they were really glad to have some JMU people. Uh, our buddy Chris and, my, and I worked in the back unloading people's cars as they pulled in to drop off their donations. Uh, so I, I don't exactly know what everybody did, uh, but I, I was reminded of something. I met these two awesome women, uh, Susie and Becky, who, who worked with us, who had actually flown in that morning from D.C. One of them had, had stitches in her finger the night before uh, back home. And, and they were really funny and they were only a couple years behind me in school and I'd never met them. And it's funny that I was just reminded that sometimes Rob and I are, we're, we're so passionate about this and, you know, we, we invest way more energy and time in this than we probably should. Um, but, and we go to a lot of games and sometimes we think we know everybody or we, we think we have a handle on what JMU is. And, you know, these were two women who are sort of from my hometown um, graduated just a couple years after me and have had like entirely parallel JMU universes over the last 20 years and are huge fans and come all the time and have been to all three championship games. And it, it was just so funny. I'm, I'm remind, I was reminded so much this weekend by how big the JMU universe is, uh, you know, in all of the love 
for JMU that comes from so many places. And there's just so many cool people doing great things out there. And, and to see, you know, when JMU came out with its strategic plan a few years ago, part of the athletics thing that we all picked on, and I think I probably picked on considerably on the blog, was the idea of JMU being the, quote, national model for the student-athlete experience. And I talked to a few press guys this weekend who talked about how North Dakota State is locked, you know, they're locked up like the investigative arm of the FBI. They have handlers for all their players. They, they basically treat it like an FBS school. And they talked about how incredible it was that JMU trusts these kids, especially the older, the older players, uh, to, to, to sort of handle themselves and, and the access that's provided. And I, I just, I can't say enough. And, and it really is a reminder that maybe some of that model for student athlete experience is true. And it's more than just on the field um, and more than just being fans and yelling at the internet. And uh, I just, that was awesome. And thanks again to the Dallas Dukes for being great hosts and for setting that up. And it's exactly the kind of thing that we all love about JMU. And I, I hope we get to do it again another year. And uh, I hope my friends down here in Greensboro, hopefully we can find some time this year to do something like that as well. So Thank you, yeah, everybody. That, yeah. that was awesome. I, I, I saw that, and um, that was actually one of the things I was most disappointed I couldn't make <laughs> right. What a great idea. Like, yeah. to take, you've got all these people kind of coming in um, just to make something. It's one of those things probably start small, but I'd like to see that in a few years, you know, get bigger and bigger. It is good. I mean, you don't need us to tell you what to do, people, but um, right. I actually, me and Jess and the boys volunteered Saturday morning, coincidentally, yep. um, at a food bank. You know, we we were essentially packing up food um my kids go to a school that is like 50 percent relatively affluent people like like us you know fortunate people went to college good jobs but about 50 percent of their school is um is is less fortunate um, Mm -hmm. on free lunch programs and everything and so we got a program it's called blessings in a backpack where they pack up food for these kids to take home on the weekends and that's awesome yeah, it, it's awesome, but it's like it's also heartbreaking. Like, yeah. you know, these kids are kind of dependent on the free lunch program just to eat. And so we local businesses and local families like us who are more fortunate than others. And you, realize, you donate to this and that's great. It's part of it. But then you actually need to go and pack up all the food. So like once a month, they have volunteers go. And um, my wife and I are pretty adamant about trying to, you know, let our boys know that not everybody has all the benefits that we do. Not everybody mm-hmm. has two parents who went to college and have, you know, jobs where they can afford to do different things and go on vacations. And some people don't even have whatever the the, the money to, to make, right. you know, to make rent. So it, it is good. Um, I always feel kind of weird. Like uh, from a selfish perspective, I feel so good about myself when I do something like that. Oh, yeah. I almost feel guilty, but like, it is a really good feeling. So you don't need us to tell you what to do people, but if you have the opportunity to get involved in these service projects, um, be it with JMU alumni or, you know, a lot of companies do it or just, you know, dropping off food, food make, there's such a need. Mm-hmm. It is, it is cool. Um, I, I was really, really excited and really proud of, of the Dallas to do for putting that together. What a great idea. And I'd love to see that continue. Um, Maybe even expand, like have every turn the playoffs in some sort of charity. We got all the different chapters to it. You know, well, it was incredible. Small, but... The woman that runs the place, actually a couple of the women that run the place, you know, they just, 
they were so stunned that like somebody would even think to reach out to them. Like that, it was more about like the thought than it was the work. I mean, sure, they were happy to have 22, 20 volunteers, you know, come help them out on a Saturday morning or a Friday morning. But they just, you know, I know the Chamber of Commerce had had a big meeting and we, we actually met the mayor of Frisco on Friday night. You yeah. know, and it, it, it's just funny how they talked about like, you know, and this is not a knock on North Dakota State. I'm sure they're going to come up with the same thing next year because it's such a cool idea. But um, we're the next schools to do it together. Yeah, it'd be great know? to do it together. But they just couldn't believe that somebody's alumni chapter would even think to volunteer at a road game. You know, like, yeah. like what the heck is that? So, um, yeah, just huge credit to JMU. And uh, thanks to everybody. Who and and with me. that, we got to give a shout out. Joe Suhosky, who's uh, one of our Twitter followers. He goes yes. back to the CIA days. He's a big ODU guy. Um, yep. He still he has no association with us anymore. We still interact with him on Twitter. And, yep. You know, he's a big Bills fan and didn't work out for me yesterday. But <laughs> he started tweeting us on, I think, Friday or Saturday morning, asking like, hey, give me a local food bank you guys support. Because we're going to donate $25 uh, just for Jamie making the championship. They win, donate 50 bucks. Yep. The, and a couple people jumped on. And Joe is one of these guys. Like uh, he, He's like Mr. Positive. Um, we've hung out. Like We met him at the CA tournament years ago when ODU was in the tournament. Nice guy. Like It, it just it kind of almost feel that a guy like that who has nothing to do with this is like, I'm going to try to just be a little bit of a force for good. And then kind of tweet that out and retweet it, and see people jump on board. So it was cool. It was really touching, and um, definitely kind of, it's weird. I don't know him that well, but he he tweets stuff out all the time. He's always one of these guys who's like, "Hey, people, you know, if you've got an opportunity, you know, try to give back this weekend, or try to yeah. drop off, you know, some. If you got an extra sweatshirt, drop it off at a shelter. Um, it's cool. It's just cool. That there's people like Joe. I don't know him that well, but it's a nice little reminder through all the sports stuff. Um, you know, you go back and forth. And I think we met him probably talking trash playfully <laughs> about ODU, JMU basketball. Or yes. JMU football. But uh, what a cool example for a guy who has nothing to do with JMU, yep. who's reaching out, being like, hey, I want to donate to a Harrisonburg uh, food bank. So it was, it was neat. And that combined with, you know, the service project you were part of just made me feel overall really good despite the loss. Like, it's, just, it's really fun to be a part of a, of a community like JMU. Um, yep fans or not it was just it was a good weekend sad loss but good weekend always proud to be a duke yep so with that i i do if you guys have um you know we were so lucky to have buck Hans the other day um it was a real dagger for us as we said if you have ideas for jmu guests or you maybe know of a dream jmu guest that you think might be good for us this off season definitely shoot us in a, um a tweet or a facebook message and, and we'll, we'd, we'd be happy to hear from you guys uh, again, we're brought to you by Pale Fire, as always. Go by the brewery in, in Harrisonburg. Not sure if we will be back there until the alumni conference this summer or sometime like that, but we'll see. Maybe if the uh, softball team hosts any games in the tournament, we will be back at some point before then. Um, but And thank you to everybody uh, for joining us. Rob, I will uh, talk to you next week or the week after when we uh, have gotten a chance to watch a few hoops games. Yeah, hopefully a few wins. Yeah. All right. Uh, you know, rough ending on Saturday, but still great season. Uh, congrats to all the seniors and yeah. to all the players in general. And um, it sounds cheesy, but really, if, just thank you. It, it was a pleasure being a fan of this team. Uh, it was a lot of memories. Uh, I'll be disappointed and think what if about that game for a long, long time. But I also am going to have many more happy memories about 
you know, the winning streak and the amazing comeback um, over Weber State, yep. you know, the, the 10 turnover game in Houston, the, the big playoff victory over Stony Brook and pummeling East Carolina. You win. Yeah. yeah, it's just um, we're really spoiled as fans. You want to win every game. You can't. Congrats, North Dakota State. Worthy champions. Uh, yep. I wish it went another way, but it, it's this one stings, but this has been one heck of a ride, and I, I can't wait until September 1st when, <laughs> when Jamie gets going against uh, North was it North Carolina? Uh, NC State. Everybody, North, come, NC visit, State. everybody yeah. come visit me down here in Raleigh. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, thanks, Rob. All right. Have a good night, everybody. Go Dukes.